Okay, well, at some point, um, today we're here to talk about effective inventory management, which um, it may not be a new concept to a lot of people um, that are watching this, but it's something that we see that's important to our customers on literally on a daily basis. So to help talk about this, we have our special guest, Leah Keel. She was formerly Leah Boatwright. Yes, she's my sister. Which one of us is older? We will let you be the judge. So, Leah? Leah, you want to try and unmute it? Let's see what happens. Let's see. All right. Well, Leah, I don't know if you can unmute yourself on this in any way. And, well... Leah, why don't you try going back out and in again, and then we'll go from there. Or Leah, you're... Logan, you're muted. You're unmuted. Leah, can you Leah, hear us? You're on the screen. Y'all there? We're yes. here. Okay, I can't... Uh, I guess I'm having some technical difficulties here. I don't see y'all. <laughs> Well, but, we, we see you and we can hear you. So we're, Okay, so let's just go with it. All <laughs> right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for having me on the show today. Um, you have uh, certainly made it the most interesting intro we have seen. And <laughs> so. <laughs> well, that's that's my job here, Buster. That's my job. <laughs> Thank you, Leah. We appreciate that. You know, not, not very often do you... Uh, do you get to have a webcast with your your brother or past reverend so it's nice to be on the show and for those of y'all that are watching yes buster was um the officiant of mine and my husband's wedding he is on my my marriage certificate uh somehow he he managed that but it is what it is so happy to be here guys there's a lot of services we offer here at swedge lock and well, <laughs> yes marriage uh, is one of them so Leah, thanks for being here. Uh, and and right now the views are starting to stream in a little more and more. So if you're stream, if you're watching us online, uh, drop us a little comment below. Uh, Leah, give us your background. How long have you been at Switchlock? Uh, we know how you got here through uh, other people, but <laughs> so give us your background. Yeah. So for those of y'all that don't know me, I'm Leah Keel. I uh, attended Texas State University, as you can see in my background here. Um, I played softball there for four years, graduated with a uh, business marketing degree. Uh, after college, I worked for a company called uh, Medtronic, where I sold insulin pumps to diabetics. And then uh, that was in San Antonio, Texas. So then I wanted to make my way back to Houston. Uh, so I got a job with a, a paper product distributor called Matera Paper we sold cleaning supplies and paper products. Yes, toilet paper being one of the products, um, so which is hot commodity right now. But anyways, after that, you know, I, I knew a, a guy that worked for Swedgelog pretty well, which happened to be, you know, a host of this show, Logan. And I always told him, hey, if anything comes open, you know, let me know so I can apply. Something came, a, a outside technical advisor position came open. 
I applied, got the job, uh, been with Swedgelock now for seven years. Love the company, love the people I work with, love my customers. Um, it's just been been great. So here I am. We're glad to have you. Awesome, Leah. So we, we brought you on today to talk about effective inventory management. And um, we just want to start by painting a picture. So Leah, how does a typical customer keep inventory in their facility? Yeah. So if, if y'all, if y'all don't work in a, a plant, let's like Logan said, let's paint a picture. Most plants have a warehouse, right? Everyone knows that. Well, in each warehouse, there's usually a stock of some type, um, whether it's consumables, um, et cetera. Well, so our, our parts are what we call consumable goods, right? So a lot of times the plants will have what we called zone stores, and that's either by location or by craft. And uh, when we talk crafts, let's let's touch on that a little bit. We've got the, the warehouse folks, rotating equipment, instrumentation, analyzer techs, lab techs, utilities, you name it. So typically those, those different type of crafts have an inventory. Um, it might not be the same parts because, you know, they're using different parts in the plants, but they are some type of stocked components, right? So uh, do you want me to give like a, a hypothetical example of how a, a plant has different inventories, guys? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you, you have a, a plant, right? Uh, they have a, a, main, a main plant with the central stores that has a, an inventory, right? Say over the years you've expanded uh, across the street, uh, maybe on the other side of the highway you have some storage areas. Um, in, in each of those areas, you have your different crafts. And you don't necessarily have enough time to, uh, you know, if you need one fitting or two fittings, you don't have time to go to the central warehouse every single uh, time you need a part. So you might stock your own inventory at each of these different sites or units, you name it. And in those different units, you might have two different inventories. One might be instrumentation an analyzer, the other might be rotating equipment. These guys aren't going to stock the same um, size components. So therefore at one facility, you might have anywhere from four to 10 inventories depending on the size of your facility. Yeah. So Leah, with that, um, what would you see an inventory, uh, an inventory look like for because uh, you just mentioned they might have different things. What would an analyzer shop stock compared to uh, I&E shop compared to a rotating equipment uh, compared just to yeah. your zones in general? You know, what sizes, what what components, things like that do, do you see? Yeah, so, so the analyzer technicians, they're going to be working with our, our smaller type of fittings. Anywhere from 16th to, you know, 3 eighths is is typically maybe some half inch. Um, they do a lot with eighth inch and a quarter inch as well. And then they might stock some PFA tubing, um, a lot of quick connects. And then we've got the, uh, the I and E technicians, they're going to stock mainly quarter inch to, to, I'd say probably half inch, maybe some three quarter. And then you've got the rotating equipment folks. So they're going to be working on pumps and compressors. And those, 
are usually half inch and above. So you've got half inch, three quarter inch, one inch are the main components. So with all those different variations, you might have three different inventories um, to suit their needs. Hmm. So Leo, on, on that side right there, what, what solution does having that inventory on site provide to the customers besides just, you know, oh, hey, we have our inventory here. What, what actually, what's the benefits of having it? Yeah, so you've got your inventory on site with your components readily available. We come in and we check the inventory free of charge. We stock up your parts. So you're, again, you have your parts readily available. You might be using a, say you use a valve that um, is a special ordered valve. So if you want to stock five of those in your inventory, we come in, you've used two of them. You know, we get three more put on order. So you're never waiting for that valve that's a, a factory special. Um, it reduces downtime. Um, it, it, you know, you save time on uh, writing a PO. You know, we've had several talks with purchasing agents over the years on what does it cost you to write a PO? And uh, what we found is it might cost a company anywhere from 200 to $500 just to write a PO. So, you know, if we're, if we're saving them that time, then, you know, we're, we're, we're doing something good there. And we bring out the parts that's free of charge. You're not having to pay for freight. Um, you're not having to have a guy stand at your cabinet and your inventory to, to check the uh, quantities. Um, you know, everyone's trying to do more with less these days. So if we can take that burden off of customers, then, you know, they can do something else with their own time. So, Leah, in, in talking about inventories, um, you know, we're talking about having them for the, for the different crafts because everybody needs parts to do their job, right? And we all see examples of uh, even if there's not a stock inventory, people have their own stashes, right? You may have right. a drawer, um, you may have something rat hold away, but if everybody has their own and nobody really knows what's in it, that's that's not really a huge benefit except for to the individual that 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 put it there. Do you, do you have any stories of of anything like that that you can you can share with us? Yeah, so if you're watching here and working a plant, um I would guess that you everyone's had some type of bucket. 9 times out of 10 we walk into a um an instrumentation shop or any type of shop and there's a bucket full of random fittings. Half the time the nuts and the ferrules are robbed off the fittings, but uh, people are digging through that bucket, just trying to find the fitting that they need for out in the field, or um, maybe they can't find the fitting. So they're trying to come up with a two piece solution, which, you know, more potential leak points, but um, they might put that, that bucket on their golf cart to take out in the unit, or, you know, there's, they might just keep it there, but regardless, say we can take those fittings out of the bucket and put them into some type of Vidmar cabinet. We can label it with our part number, our description. Maybe you have an SAP number you want us to add to it. So we can put an SAP number on there, um, come come up with mins and maxes on uh, the quantities that you want to stock, or maybe we need to add some parts in there that are special items, special ordered items, or take out some parts, you know? So that's, that's the service that we have to offer you guys. Great. So you walk into a plant, you have anywhere from, you know, one to, you know, for the different crafts, you said up to six inventories in a plant. Who comes in and checks these? 
and how often are they checked? How does that process work? Yeah, Louie, that's a great question here. So we actually have a, a vendor managed inventory specialist, VMI specialist. His name is Delon Jackson. So he his job is to go check every single inventory that we have here in the uh, Laporte Houston area. So he uh, he goes and he has a spreadsheet with mins and maxes that he that we've come up with um, that the customer and Swedgelock has come up with. He uh, checks the inventory and. And uh, as far as how often, I mean, that, that varies and it's all based upon the, the, um, the volume and the usage of your inventory, but it could be weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. We even have some smaller inventories that are quarterly, but, um, you know, that's something that we work with the customer on and we can, you know, decide at, at the time how often we want it to be checked. And, and a lot of time when we set up a new one, uh, we might not have previous usage on it. We'll, we'll start off checking it very regularly and fall into a groove of where it makes the most sense for, for our customers. And I also want to give a plug for Jarrett, who's our vendor managed inventory specialist out in the, out of our Nederland office over in the Beaumont Port Arthur area. Correct. Yeah, shout out to those guys. They keep, they keep it running right now. I'll tell you what. So uh, so Leah, one of the items that you mentioned, which helps is for purchasing purposes, you know, instead of a customer, you know, if you've got multiple people in a crafts department, they're able to, let's say they all need an 81018, which is a half inch tube fitting by half inch male straight connector. Uh, let's say one guy needs two and another guy needs three and another guy needs three. And we happen to keep 20 on stock for them. Instead of each one of those putting in a request for a PA or a request for it or getting a quote and waiting for the quote to come back, then turning it into purchasing, purchasing, getting a PO. How do we handle with the purchasing for the VMIs? Is we streamline that process? How do we go about doing that? Yeah. So our, our goal is to, to try to obviously make it easier on the customer and, and not necessarily have to cut those POs. So a lot of times the, the way that we do that is, um, a customer will set up a blanket PO that has um, a, basically a dollar amount that can be used over the course of a year. And uh, every vendor managed inventory order is put under a certain account with that blanket PO. Or um, we have a lot of credit card instances. Uh, we come out and check the inventory and we send the, uh, the quote to the, the person in charge of the, over the inventory's budget they'll uh, say, okay, we're good to go. Put it on my credit card. And boom, we bring it out there. And uh, we do still have instances where some customers do still want to cut POs, which is fine. We uh, we have separate accounts um, that we can flag those POs on uh, to put under the vendor-managed inventory accounts. So basically, any way that you uh, want to handle you know, paying for the parts will work with you. Well said. So essentially, we're we're here. We can do this just about any any way that our customer prefers. There are some ways that seem easier than others, but but we're willing to uh, we're willing to do really anything that that can help out our customers. So, all right, you mentioned usage right there, and you know, in my experience, usage is a pretty important aspect of inventory management. Can, can you explain what we do with the usage numbers for these vendor managed inventories? Yeah, so what we like to do is um, at least once a year, we like to sit down with the customer and uh, we, we print out a usage report 
and we like to discuss it with them. So say you have um, five, 10 parts in the inventory that aren't being turned. You're, you're just simply not using them. So we'll discuss with the customer, hey, do you want to take these parts out? I mean, do you want us to keep restocking them if you use one? Or maybe those parts are in there just because, you know, it's it's for special project. Um, or maybe, you know, Buster mentioned an 81018. So say we go out there, you, you stock 10 of them. And every time we go out there, you're using all 10 of them. So we might want to have that discussion like, hey, Mr. Customer, Maybe we should bump up the quantities of that 81018 from 10 to 20. Uh, that way, you know, if we're coming out there once a week and you you use all 10 of them, you still have 10 left by the time we, you know, can get the parts out there the following week. So it's just a it's a good tool um, to discuss with with customers. Um, lots of lots of people love us to do that. Um, it shows that you know we're we're uh, here to partner with them and to you know to help their um, their workload more efficient. No, that's great. And I, I have a little story I wanted, wanted to tell here. So we, we'd set up a new inventory at one of my customer sites. And one of the parts on that inventory was uh, SS-8104, which, Josh, you, you listening? Which is a half-inch cross, a half-inch tubing cross, okay? So we set this up at the beginning of the year. At the end of the year, we were doing an inventory review with this customer, which we try to sit down and do every year with all of our customers, at a minimum, a yearly inventory review. Basically, this is what you use a lot of, this is what you didn't use. Um, maybe you want to add some of this, maybe you want to take these out and make space for something else. Here's um, either way, we sat down, we had this inventory review and, and the customer looked and saw, man, we used a lot of these half inch crosses. I can't tell you off the top of my head any single place in this plant where we actually have a half-inch cross installed. It's like, that's interesting. Give me, give me a little bit. I'm going to actually go try to find one of these and, and determine where it is. So we got together a couple of weeks later. He said, Logan, I went out in the plant. I could not find a single half-inch cross. But I did see a couple of guys taking them out of the bin and asked them what they were doing. And they said, oh, yeah, we, we use these all the time. Well, where do you put them? Like, oh. Well, there's four nuts and ferrules on a cross, so we get the cross to use the nut and ferrule sets off of it when when we need nut and ferrule sets. So these guys were essentially using half-inch crosses for the four nuts and ferrules and throwing the cross body away when they could have just been using the nut and ferrule sets that were in the back of the cabinet, um, but either they didn't know or or just didn't want to. Either way, we took the crosses out of that inventory, saved the customer a ton of money, and added some nut and ferrule sets so so the customer could actually use these where they wanted to. And we might have never figured this out if we didn't do that usage review. So that that's why we wanted to bring that up as being something that's that's important. Oh, man. Uh, uh, yeah, that's one of my things when I go in and if I'm looking at a VMI and I see that you see the fittings and the, the nut and ferrules are robbed off of them from it. And it's, it happens a lot. You know, it's a common thing. But when they're gone, it's like, oh, man. So then you take the nut and ferrules and you put them back together for them or you let them know that that's but that's a great example, Logan, of how the VMIs, you know, work for the customers. Oh, now, Leo, we've talked about having it at a facility such as a plant. But inventories can go in so many different areas. They can go into an OEM facility. They can go into uh, a pipeline truck. I know we have a lot of pipeline customers who have their uh, 
their inventories on their trucks. But one of the ways that that we really shine and would really help our customers out is during construction time, whether that's an addition to the plant, a turnaround, a special project going on. Tell us, tell the people watching right now, what does it look like? Customer has a big job coming up. They have a big uh, material list. It's stuff that's not commonly stocked on site for them. And you may have a contractor coming in that's going to be putting in the material for them. So they're issuing it. But there's limited space or they don't want to be holding a lot. How, what, how does that work for our customers? And what options do they have when it comes to a, let's just say, we need a temporary inventory of components? Right. Yeah, so uh, let's let's back up for one second. Um, so most of the time with these projects, these construction projects or turnarounds, um, you know, what are what are the key components, right? It's the being on time and budget, correct? So like Buster was saying, um, in order for that to happen, you have to have parts readily available to finish the job. So in uh, in these instances, typically we can we can bring out a Vidmar cabinet just like you might have on, on site and uh, just stock it up with the parts that you're going to need for the project. We have uh, portable job boxes where you can, we can stock up the, the job boxes and you can take them around with you wherever you go. We also have a, a trailer. One of our uh, technical advisors in Nederland uses this trailer quite frequently. Um, we fill up the trailer with the components that you need we set it on site and it's basically kind of like a little store on their, you know, their, uh, at their facility. Um, so we can do different, um, different options based off of customer preference. Um, I'll tell a quick little turnaround story that I had with a customer. So a customer was doing a turnaround. It was a, it was a, a plastics customer and they had an inventory in their central warehouse. But the uh, the turnaround was going to be uh, at the opposite end of the complex. So they knew that they weren't going to have time to ride their bike to get parts or take the, the golf cart, you name it. So what we came up with, we had a smaller Vidmar cabinet, and we came up with a part, uh, um, a list of parts with quantities. We, we did like we do normal inventory cabinets. We labeled them with part numbers. And those quantities, we came out and checked it once a week, and we put it in their unit that they were going to be working on under the cover, uh, covered area. It was lockable, so they had two keys um, to access it. Uh, that way, other people who didn't need the parts wouldn't be in, into the inventory. And to this day, I still have people coming up to me and saying like, oh my gosh, that cabinet saved us so much time. Um, we weren't having to, you know, scramble for parts. We weren't having to get a PO from purchasing and then wait, you know, or wait for a quote and then write a PO. And uh, so they have turnarounds every five years. And they said that, I mean, they're already starting to plan for their next turnaround. And they said that they're going to make sure to put, you know, that they need a turnaround Vidmar cabinet under the instrumentation side of things for that turnaround. So. Um, it's something small that can end up making a huge difference. Um, if you, you know, if you let us come on site with, uh, checking an inventory or putting the trailer out there, or even a job box. I mean, it's, uh, it just saves a lot of time. And I think it's important to note there too, Leah, that, you know, when you have a turnaround going on, there, there may be other inventories out in the plant that you could get parts from, yep. but 
those parts come out of a different budget than the turnaround budget. So, you know, the, the maintenance guy probably doesn't want the turnaround crews coming in and, and using all their fittings. So it just makes sense to have something on site um, readily available so you can avoid having to either make other people mad or pay a lot of money and waste some time waiting on some hot shots. So just, right. just wanted to add that in there. <laughs> Um, Leah, so when it when it comes to these inventories, we've talked a lot about inventories, talked a lot about managing them. We know we stock components, a lot of parts, a lot of a lot of fittings, high quality of, components, some tubing, but we do stock other things, right? What what are some of the other things that we do in these inventories? Yeah, so uh, one of one of my favorite things that we can do, it's mainly geared towards pipeline. Uh, folks and analyzer technicians um, tend to enjoy them as well. We call them flex kits. And basically what it is, it's a it's a stainless steel box. Uh, we put a nice little swedge lock logo on it. And heck, we can even uh, engrave your name on it. A lot of customers like that. But what we do is we we put the components that you're going to need um, in the in the parts. Usually customers like, a, you know, to have a quarter inch box and then a three eighths half and then maybe even some pipe fittings. But basically this box, what it does is it makes it easier for, for the guy to uh, keep in his truck or um, you know to take from job site to job site because a lot of the times they, they're not at a central location, but they might have an inventory at their central location so they can take these components, uh, these boxes of their parts to the, the main warehouse and they can fill them up when they get low or they can bring them into will call. I know our will calls uh, shut down right now due to COVID-19. We're only allowing pickup, but uh, you can get with your local technical advisor. We can come up with uh, the parts that you need. That way you can fill the parts. And it's basically a convenience thing and uh, makes it easier for for you to be on the go with uh, with parts. Well, that's great. What, what are some other things that we've done to... I guess, kit parts together for, for our customers in these inventories, Leah? Yeah, so we also have um, what we call kitting. Um, but Buster, <laughs> I think you have a pretty good story with that, huh? With OEMs, we have OEM kitting. Um, yeah. from, the, from the OEM standpoint, uh, you know, where you're, let's say you're manufacturing or you're, you're building assemblies, uh, the the big success story I have that I always tell customers when we go in there is uh, I was actually working at a cryogenic facility and they had ordered in about 50 something vessels to come in. Well, when the vessels came in, they weren't actually tube right. The, they had fittings on them, but they weren't rated to what the customer needed. So they were having to strip off all the, the pipe and tubing off the vessels put all new weld, they were having the weld fittings, they were having uh, gauges, manifolds, ball valves, everything needed to go on there. And I'm out there with the customer, we're talking about how are you going to accomplish this? You know, what's your expectations for how many can you do per week? How many guys do you have working on this? They, they had about 10 guys working on these, on these vessels. And what they estimated was they can do two, maybe three per week to get it all done. When I looked at everything, we took one vessel, we got with the engineer, we got with the welder, we got with the uh, shop supervisor, and we went through and we made a whole list of every single component needed per uh, vessel, as well as what order are you putting this together? He's like, well, first thing we're gonna do, we're gonna strip it down. Then we're gonna have to put these weld fittings here, 
then we're gonna have to come down with a valve here, then we're gonna have to connect it to the manifold here. Great. What we did was we took and we created a kit for each one of these and we had the bags numbered. So bag number one had the two weld fittings that they were gonna weld up first. Bag two had the valves that went in it. Bag three had the manifold, bag four had the gauge that goes on and so on and so forth. So we had 50 kits sitting on our shelf ready to go. And the way that we released these was, I brought out 10 kits, put them out there for them, got with the guys, let them know where they were. We created a whole plan. This, this went from VMI to strategic sourcing to uh, plan implementation. There, there was a lot that went into this because they were working on a tight deadline. So first week, I bring out 10, we go through it. I'm sitting there as they're doing it just to make sure that everything's going well. The first week where they estimated needing two to three, they can do two to three kits per week. They actually ended up doing all 10 in one week. And a job that was going to take a couple of months took about a month to do, a little over a month, whenever I was bringing out 15 the next week. And they got so good at it because they, they didn't have to go search for all the parts, lay them out, make sure they were there, look for, wait for it, issue a PO if some were missing, anything like that. And that job went so fast for them and they got it out. How do we, how do we like to do it? On time, under budget. And those were the things that just blew the customer away at the end. The uh, site facility, sir, was like, all right, here's the other projects we have coming up. What else can we do? And that just opened the doors. And that, that's part of being a partner with a customer, as well as having that strategic inventory stock. I mean, and that can go for so many other areas. If you have, you know, let's say a, a sample system panel, let's say you have, you know, you're fabricating an analyzer house and you know on one section this it needs this panel or something, then we could bring in our assembly solutions and have these panels send an inventory ready to go so that whenever you're building, you just grab a panel, put it on. It just doesn't have to go with components from the OEM standpoint. So yeah, that, that's my little story of this from an OEM standpoint. Uh, it just blew me away when we got it all done to the end. Yeah. And Buster, and that, that's, that's a great story. And another thing to note is that was, that was one part number too, when they were ordering that, right? Right. They had correctly. They didn't have to order uh two eight ten dash one dash eight Ws and forty three uh forty five TS eights and VBS for the manifolds. They didn't have to do any of that. All they had to do was order kit dash cryo and boom, they were good to go. And these and are all things put in an inventory that they can use at their convenience. And they they issued us a blanket PO for the whole thing. And every time we brought 10 out and then 15 out, we would just invoice on that one, you know. So over a month, wherever they had it done was pretty much the billing of it was very easy. When their accounting department received the invoices, they knew what it was for and they were good to go. No, that's great. Oh. No. So, Leah, is there... Is there anything that we haven't discussed here that you think is important for people to know? Um, you know, Logan, I, I think we've we've touched on quite a bit here. And I, if there, if you're watching, if there's one thing that you take away from this, hopefully it's 
let us partner with you and, you know, let us work with you um, to do this, this aspect of uh, the job at your facility. You know, we're, we're here to help and we can't say it enough. Everyone's trying to do more with less out there. So let us be a partner and, uh, you know, help you with your vendor managed inventory services, your construction uh, jobs, your turnarounds, you name it. Uh, we're here to help. And I mean, that's, that's the biggest piece of advice I could give. No, that's, that's great. That sums it up pretty nicely. Um, I'll just say just a couple things here. Uh, and we've hit on all these things already, but truly effective inventory management is a lot more than just refilling bins, right? It's a, it's a true partnership with our customers to make sure that you have what you need when you need it. It's not just stocking components. Um, and, and it spans from maintenance, normal maintenance operations to turnarounds, construction projects, working with different groups, truly partnering with our customers to make sure that you have what you need when you need it to make sure that things get done on time. And I know I've talked about it before, and I'm, I'm trying not to beat a dead horse, but instrumentation comes at the end of all these projects, at the end of all these jobs, even, even normal maintenance jobs. The last thing you're going to do are the instrument hookups. The last thing that you want to be doing is waiting on a hot shot driver to deliver a 401.4, which is quarter inch two by quarter inch male MPT, so you can get a job done and start a unit back up. I mean, that's that's the last thing that you want to do. So using an effective inventory management system can absolutely save you time, which is money, um, labor, which is also money, and then the hassle of issuing multiple POs, which is even more money. So use this to your advantage, please. Logan, you said it great. I'm going to, my final thoughts on this is just, guys, if you have any questions about our our services with the vendor managed inventory for turnarounds, for maintenance, for your different crafts department, OEM, uh, plant, pipeline, any facility, if you're stocking components, give us a call. And the way that you can do that is if you go to the about section on us, you can click on all the links to get uh, get to us. Also, in the chat, I did drop, and in the description of this video, there is a link to our uh, to where you can get more information on our vended managed inventory. Now, we'd love that when you follow along with us, so go ahead and check us out at sset.swagelock.com. We're also available on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just type in Swagelock Southeast Texas, and you can find it. Or once again, click on the About section in us, and it'll take you to all the links. Something new going on with these uh, webcasts. We are now on Spotify, not Joe Rogan style, you know, but hey, you can find us on Spotify if you want to just maybe listen on your way home or in your free time on the weekends, uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So we're on all the major platforms. Just type in Swedgelock Southeast Texas. We'll pop right up. We're going to be uploading those shows coming up. We've got our first one going. So guys, follow us along. Uh, Logan, any other uh, closing ideas? No, thanks for joining us, Leah. We'll be back on next week at the same time. I believe we have Sean Sillers on, going to talk about some seal fill carts and, and seal fill tubes, which have been which have been pretty big lately. So, if you have a question, please do not hesitate to email us. Um, if you have an idea for the show, please let us know. Drop a comment on the YouTube page, email us directly. But please keep tuning in and and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for having me, guys. I've had had a good time. All right, Leah, time to go check some inventories, right? All right, you got it, man. All right, y'all have a good one. <laughs>